Hey friend, welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home. If you are just tuning in and missed last week's episode, part one of our conversation with time management expert Michelle Bird from the Busy Vibrant Mama podcast, I want you to go back and listen. Pause this episode and go back and listen. It is full of tips and tricks for how you can create more time in your day if you are managing it all and you have teeny tiny humans hanging on your on your pant legs all day long. That episode is for you. Today we are continuing the conversation, continuing to talk about time management tips as you have older kids. Because as you know, if you have kids who have grown from little tiny humans to big ones who eat you out of house and home like mine do, (laughs) then you know that time changes for them and the way that you manage your time changes because no longer are you necessarily managing playdates, but you are managing all the carpools, all the drop-offs, all the nightly events, all the activities, all the things, and you can be left with that proverbial thought, I have no time. But when we manage our time well, when we manage it wisely, when we use the tips that Michelle is sharing inside of both of these episodes, you create margins. And those margins allow extra space and time, maybe not energy. That might need to be another conversation. But it allows the extra space to have time to dedicate to the people that you share your home with. To dedicate to transforming your home into a home that you can't wait to throw open your doors to your friends to. A home that you are proud of, a home that you know will delight you, a home that you are excited to come home to at the end of the day, a home that you feel like it is a reflection of you. If you want those things and you have said to yourself, I have no time, maybe we need to tweak a few things throughout your day. And if that is you, then I hope that you're grabbing a notebook a pen, a cup of warm tea or coffee so that you can get all the tips to help support you on that journey. All right, friend, you can do it. I believe in you. Let's dive in to today's second part of our conversation with Michelle. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home It's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. So what happens when they grow, Michelle? Give us oh my a- goodness. You still have to keep them alive. Okay. <laughs> Stuff to keep them alive and like less trips to the ER, right? They just get bigger and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> How do you think that's going to work out? That's not like, yeah. Oh, yes. right. Especially I, with boys. Oh, for sure. I We were at the urgent care for two children yesterday. We just did a double dip. That's what we did on our weekend. <laughs> double dip. We, I love we, it. We bought the punch card yesterday. 
And you're like, oh gosh, okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay, but this is trickier. I remember the tricky. balance of, you know, my kiddos are home and I, I'm of the mindset when they're home for the summer, I absolutely love it. I think it's so much fun. I want to maximize fun. I also want to maximize playtime. Like, like I want to go play with the boys, but finding those pockets of work when they are growing out of nap time. Oh, that's tricky. Also, yeah. quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet. Moms do have to, you know, they, they don't work from home like I do, but I'm, I'm ready, girl. I've got my notebook out. I've got my, I'm taking all the notes. So give us I all love the- it. <laughs> all right. So when your kids now are in this next stage, they're usually in school. And so you have like a big work block, you know, you take them to school. Usually our routine is we take them to school. I come back, clean up the house, have some coffee. And then I have a work block from about nine or 10, you know, till two, two, two thirty, when I have to go race out to go pick them up. And usually sometimes I can get in some more, you know, stuff that I'm doing in the evening, but usually I'm done, right? There's different routines and a different rhythm. So for moms with kids who are in school, it's usually more being super productive within that work block, within that time that your kids are at school. You can sprinkle in different things, but once they get bigger, they have activities in the evening. They have youth group, they have sports, they have games, they have things you got to go pick them up from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So your day doesn't end at like nap time. Your day ends more like at dinner or even maybe after dinner where you have to pick them up from babysitting. And so you don't have as much runway, I think. Okay. So you really just need to buckle down in those four to five hours during the day and make the most of that. Right. So- With that said, (laughs) these are kind of the five productivity things that I would focus on when your kids are a little older. Okay. Within that work block. Right. Okay. Right. So number one is to kind of time block your day. We talked about it a little bit, but you can usually kind of, if you're thinking about your day, you can kind of block it out into either four or five blocks throughout the day. You kind of have your morning block, maybe your devotion, and then you have, and you're taking the kids to school, that kind of thing. And then you have kind of a mid morning afternoon block where you're, that's like your work block. And then you have kind of a afternoon, like to late afternoon. And that's like picking kids up and then up till kind of dinner time. And then you have kind of the evening until bedtime. And that's like your next block. So taking a minute to kind of think about your day in those block kind of structures will help you kind of think about how many hours you have in which ones and when you're going to get your work done. Yeah, that's good. And those are, um, if we go back to what you're saying with the toddler schedule, I mean, those are kind of rhythms of your day. So those time blocks, if I'm understanding you correctly, are built into the natural rhythms of your day. So in the morning time, you normally have these things going on every day. 
maybe making them breakfast or making monitoring them making their breakfast, <laughs> lunches, getting them to the bus stop or to school, um, your devotion, maybe a workout, those things that naturally happen during the morning time. Yeah. So I love that because all of these are built around what you naturally have going on within your day. Right. Love that. Right. So it's not like things you need to change or do. It's just you're kind of looking at your day like, okay, this is naturally my rhythm for the morning. And then I naturally have a stopping point about here. I take them to school and then come back. And you yeah. know, you're you're building in your natural stopping points during the day. And then you kind of can think about your day within blocks and that will make you more productive. Yeah. Awesome. And I would imagine too, you probably, maybe this is, I'm getting ahead of you, but you probably have to evaluate on a weekly basis. So, you know, what's going on this week? Does little Jimmy have a field trip that I'm on? Is that going to change up that natural rhythm of that work block day? Right. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of, uh, people suggest, you know, doing, a Friday, kind of looking at your next week or either that Sunday or Monday, kind of taking a good look of like, okay, here's my week. Um, and you can do that within a planner. I think a planner is the most visual to do that because you can see your whole week and write down, okay, these are my blocks and this is when I have things. And then, oh, Wednesday morning, I have to go to the spelling bee. So I'm not going to get as much work done Wednesday morning. Let's shift some other things around. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a paper planner girl or are you a digital planner? Both. Oh. Both. I think both are um, a huge asset. So I use a digital calendar to, to um, put all of our stuff in like doctor's appointments or when we need to pick kids up. I even do reminders of like at the very top, you can say something that shows for the whole day. And so if there's like this week, um, it's like a theme week for school. So every day they have something different that they're supposed to dress up as. Oh, fun. So I put like, I'm not going to remember. So I put at the very top, like the name of their school and then like what they need to dress up as. Yeah. And so it's for each day. And so that way I can look at it and say, oh, okay. Right. And are you referring to Google calendar? What are you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then also I can share it with my husband. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and so we put on, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then we're both on the same page as far as scheduling. Right. <laughs> and that helps. Yeah. Cause but, I would imagine too, that can have that tension of if I'm constantly having to tell Greg what he's responsible for this week and what I'm responsible for, you know, I'm not his keeper. Right. So I want him to have that responsibility as well as me. But when you have that shared calendar, it makes that communication a little bit easier. So much easier. And then also like, oh, you're picking up the kids this day. I'm picking them up this day. We have kids at two different schools. So sometimes he'll go pick them up or I'm like, I'm at a sports game. I can't pick up any kids. Yeah. Um, I'm picking up one child. You pick up the other two. (laughs) So you kind of have to that sounds like vacation. I have kids at three different schools. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Right. Awesome. So time block your day. Time block um, your day. Okay. Right. Number two. Number two would be set up for success. Now this involves more of that paper planner that we were kind of talking about, but it's kind of using those tools 
like making sure your workspace, you have a workspace that's ready to go, making sure you have like a time management system. There's lots of different digital kind of online time management systems that can help you be productive. Okay. Um, Tell us more about that. What do you mean? (laughs) So um, a time management system would be something similar to um, Asana or ClickUp or uh, MindMeister, MeisterTask. And so those usually have cards for each task that you're doing. Okay. And then you move them from place to place as far as like if you completed a task or if you're in transition of doing something. So it helps you kind of map out what tasks you need to do, how long they will take and what you need to, um, in within each task. And then also kind of um, which tasks are most important and when do you need to do which ones? Okay. Yep. Awesome. So kind of like a living, breathing, digital to-do list, but a little bit more movable, right? Yes. Yeah. Off a list, you are actually, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're taking these cards and you're like, are these, these are recurring tasks that you have. Some can be, and some can be like projects. You can also have, you know, cards that are meeting tasks, um, there's so many different ways to do it. You want to just make sure that whatever task management software you're using, that you enjoy it and you really work through it the way it's intended to work. So it's not just like a glorified to-do list, like you're moving things and moving things back. You're really, um, processing what things you need to do when, and it just should help you. A good one should help you know what you're working on in your work block and know how much time you have to work on it and kind of when you're going to get it done. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. And you can even set up, um, like due dates and timelines like that. Okay. Yeah. You can set up all kinds of things, but the, the key is to find it, find one that works for you. That's super simple that you can use, but you don't start using it just as a to-do list that you are using it kind of as it's intended and then it will help you benefit and get the most out of it. Yeah. Awesome. Which, which time management system do you use? I like MeisterTask um, because I find that it's the most, it's the easiest um, and it's very simple and straightforward. Uh, I'm not very good with technology. And so the, the less I have to kind of learn and the more that it's like user-friendly is, is great. Yeah. I agree. I was using Asana for a while and didn't, it felt clunky to me, but I switched right. over to MeisterTask and it, it is. So it's a wonderful, wonderful way to organize some of the things you have going on each week and each day within the week. Um, and for someone like me, Michelle, I had like five jobs. And so, you know, it really helps me manage the tasks that are recurring within each job. So I'm, right. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm not using have, it to full capability, but I'm, I'm right. And you could have different worksheets for each of your jobs that will keep things, you know, creative, like, okay, here I am with this and map things out here. I'm with this yeah. Asana. I have um, heard that it's, it's like opening a door and opening another door and opening another door to get to what you're trying to do. Whereas mine, Meister, Meister task is like one card and everything's right there. So but I know people who love Asana or who love ClickUp. Yeah. And so it really is what works best for you. Um, 
Yeah. So try different ones. A lot of these, they're free. You can do like one or two worksheets for free, or you can, you know, play around with it for 30 days and, and check it out. So I challenge people to just play around with one, see if you like it. Does that jive with how your brain works and how you, you know, organize things or does that seem complicated and too much? Yeah. And if it's too much, it's not worth it. Right. Right. Yeah. But having some sort of organization for them to know what their day is looking like within the time blocks is I think critical for productivity. Otherwise you won't know how to do the thing that you're doing when you do have that time block. You might just sit down and stare at your computer screen, right? Right. Or be like, what should I work on next? I have this and this and this. I don't know which one is the biggest priority. And wait, you have to get this one done or you're in the middle of working with one thing. And then you're like, oh, but I forgot about this. And so then you jump over to something else. Right. So it just helps you be more aligned with what setting expectations, like what can you get done? What do you have the time to get done and what do you need to get done? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And that's part of setting up for success. And you're alluding to the idea of um, organization. Were you talking to about like your space organization? Yes. So you want to have whatever workspace you're going to be at kind of clean or ready to work. You know, you want to have all your stuff there, whether it's a computer or whether, you know, for me, it's podcasting. So I have like a mic or a table set up or whatever it is so that you're ready. And that that doesn't um, work as a distraction where you're like, oh, all this other stuff I need to take care of before I can get to my workspace. Right. That it's like a designated spot. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And when do you set that up? Do you set that up the night before? So they, like, I have, um, a desk. It's funny. Cause my husband and I share an office. And so <laughs> he is like right next to me with 15 computers and like all the things. And I'm like right over here with all my stuff. And so I have pretty much everything already set up. Um, there are some things I need to move to then have a workspace. Um, but yeah, it's usually pretty set up, but I'm yeah, it just depends on if you have a designated place place where you are working, right? Yeah, yeah. That's something I like to do at the end of the day is to kind of, you know, because when you, for me, when I work at home, I, it's so easy. It is so easy to bring up the computer and work on it later when the boys are playing a game that I'm not interested in or something like that. But when I can say, okay, the office is tidied for tomorrow, I'm ready to come in here tomorrow. I don't then get, like you were saying, distracted by the, you know, the dust on the table that needs to be dusted or the flower that needs to be watered. Or if I had a sewing project instead and I had to clean up the sewing stuff, I'm, I'm able to just go in and work. Right. It just takes about a little bit more of the distractions away. Cause sometimes you're not in the mood to work, right? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I should get all these things done, but oh, look at this. And so it just takes away those little extra things like our little excuses. It's like taking away visual excuses of getting things done. I've never wanted to clean so much until I'm ready to be like procrastinate on a project. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That baseboard really needs to be dusted. (laughs) It's so dirty. Nobody's ever touched it. Also, it's in the back of the closet underneath the stairs, but you know what? It needs to be done. <laughs> it needs to right now. People are going to be noticing it. That's right. Oh dear. 
Okay. What's number three? So we talked about time blocks and then we also talked about kind of setting up for success and some different tools that you can use during your, your work time. Uh, number three is to minimize distractions. So some of this we've kind of alluded to of not jumping from task to task and your task management system will kind of help you with that. Um, another one would be just to write down, um, like what kind of to do's you have on a piece of paper that come to your mind. So if you're in the middle of working and you're like, Oh, I need to call the doctor for so-and-so we have, I need to switch this appointment, have a notepad that you can just jot those things down. And then when you're done with your work block, then go to that so that those aren't taking you kind of away that you, if you have a stream of conscious, you know, stuff that jumps in your head, just have a notebook that you can just write it down. Smart. And I love that because then, you know, cause it, it always happens. Right. But even if I would imagine you allow yourself five to 10 minutes at the end of your work block before you transition to go get the kids from school or whatever, if you said that's my designated time to do the to-do that I just wrote down, I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. I have a friend who so she was talking about, she has this kind of a to-do list and she says she knocks it out before her work, her work block. She times herself and she has like 30 minutes to see how many of the things she can get knocked out. Or you could do it, as you said, at the end, um, you could say, okay, I've got 30 minutes before I need to leave to pick up my kids. How many yeah. of these things can I get done? Right. And these are different than like, these are the stream of consciousness things. These are the things that like, I've got to schedule the appointments. I've got to, you know, I just did that actually before we jumped on our call, I was scheduling all my appointments, but these are not the, the tasks that we have recurring in our work that we've already put into Meister task. Right. Right. These are the things that just pop into your brain as you're in the middle of your work, but would distract you if you were to take five minutes right then and do them. Perfect. Okay. I also know what some other distractions are for me working from home. What kind of distractions do you, the, the mamas that you work with, what do they run into? Uh, a lot of my clients run into your phone. Yeah. That's a huge one. And I'm these moms, like everything now is digital. Even if you try to not have your phone, you have to know what time is practice and is practice canceled and you know, where is it? And that's all on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so as much as we try to like get rid of it, I feel like we have to have it at some capacity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Phone for sure. Do they run into anything else? Uh, mainly just the sense of like, uh, moving from task to task, as we've kind of talked about being distracted and then also not knowing what to work on. Should I work on this or this? But the phone is a huge one. I think, um, a couple of things you can do from that one would be to turn it on work mode so that only specific people are able to call you or contact you. Mm-hmm. And it also sets mentally like, Oh, I'm working. Like this is my, I'm on work time. Yeah. Um, to minimize, um, any kind of notifications, if you haven't on your phone, that's also key to like, get rid of anything that's notifying you that you don't need notification about. Right. Right. One of the things I do is I, when I'm podcasting or I'm in an interview doing something, I know I can't be interrupted. 
I will put my phone outside of the room, but I have my watch on, which is synced to my phone. So I can get it. I can still be aware of like, if the boys call from school, that's something I will stop work to go and answer. But if my brother calls, I don't necessarily need to stop. <laughs> right, right. So quick glance down, but it doesn't interrupt me. But if my phone is there, that can, it's, it's a different little thing. It's a different little beast that it wants my attention. It so wants your attention. And it's, it's driven like that, right? And so even for like, oh, I needed to check this person's address or, oh, I forgot to contact so-and-so about this. And so I look on social media to find their last name or to send them a message. And then I find that I've been scrolling on social media for like half an hour and there went like half an hour of my work block, right? And that would be a great thing, what you just mentioned to put on your to-do list. Oh, I need his address. Love that. I am going to implement that this week, Michelle. Check on me next week. Tell me, (laughs) ask how I did. (laughs) Yeah, I have so many times I'm like, I'll just check that real quick and then get distracted on what you have right there. Yeah, exactly. Those rabbit holes. Hey mama, some of you know, I was a first grade teacher before becoming a home decorator. I loved the classroom and I love supporting my little ones as best I could. And then I started staying home with my kids. And as I'm watching them learn and grow, I'm realizing that some of them learn a little differently than each other. And I wonder if your kiddos are the same. Some of us are lifelong learners because we love to learn, but some of us start feeling like, I hate learning. I don't like it. It's hard for me. So I'm on a mission with my friend Jessica, the founder of Ace Cookie Tutoring, to change that. She is hosting a two-week event with 40 expert speakers called Love to Learn. And she's hosting that for you so that you can learn all the tools and tips and tricks that you need to help support your learner who doesn't really care for it. Now, this event is designed specifically for teens, but I have a feeling you're going to gain some nuggets if you have some little ones. Join us in this two-week event, Love to Learn, starting February 26th, running through March 3rd. Pick and choose the topics you want to learn. And if you're wondering what I'm teaching about, I'll be sharing how setting up a home environment, your kiddos learning environment specifically, how that can help support their learning. Because yes, it really does matter. All right, friends, join us. All the links for how to register will be in the show notes. All right. So number four is setting kind of goals for the week. So you want to pick either three goals for that day or three big goals for the week. And then focus on just accomplishing those three things that day. Um, so this will help you keep you focused and give it give you some like small wins to help you gain like positive momentum. So they can be small little things that you know you're gonna knock out, or they can just be the most important things you've got to do that day. And so it helps to just have a smaller window of like, okay, these are the three things I'm really concentrating on. And then after I finish these things, I can work on all the rest. Yeah. Then I can go into my Meister task and see what else I have to do because it's on my little card. Right. Love that because, you know, when you, you know, whatever work you're doing, you know, for me, it's so different, but I know that I have, there's always something to do. There's always something to do. And if I let myself go into that mindset of, I'm never going to get it done. I have this client to work with and I have this thing to do and I've got this article to write. I'm never going to get it done, but I feel so much more productive 
when I say, Hey, look what I did today. And I had three things I wanted to do, but I got five things done. Right. It helps you just to helps that positive momentum, as we said. And then also it gives you, you know, those little wins, but it helps you focus on just those three things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Are you a daily girl, daily goal girl, or a weekly goal? Uh, Both. I like to map out in my planner, like, okay, this day I have this big project I want to do this day. I have this project that I know will take two or three hours this day. I'll work on this. You know, like if I need to record, I try to map it out when like the person isn't coming to clean our house. So I know the vacuum isn't going. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Or just kind of mapping those kind of things out. I tend to do in my planner. And then if I have like, oh, today I want to record episode, blah, blah, blah. Or I want to send this or whatever it is. Those are like littler tasks that then I kind of map out for the day. Awesome. I love that. So I think it just depends if you have big things that you know you need two or three hours for as a big chunk of time, like to pencil those in where you have, you know, not a meeting and that kind of thing. You have big chunks. And if you have those small things, then to kind of drip them in where you can. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I love it. All right. Number five, this last one is, um, routines. So routines will help you jump back into your work mode. Even if you get distracted or get off course, or you went to the spelling bee and then you came back and then you're like, I only have a couple hours of work before I have to go pick up the children again. So having routines and systems and kind of being organized in that way will just make all the difference on you staying on track and making your day as productive as you can. So, you know, if you're gone, as we said, and you come back to jump into what would the first thing be when you jump into your work block, even though you're starting it, you know, two or three hours later to just start with that same rhythm, the same routine. Okay. Awesome. Can you, um, I know, I think I know where you're going with this, but tell us what your routine might look like for, um, a, one of your work blocks so that we can get the idea of what happens when you went to that spelling bee, what are you going to do when you come back? Tell us what, what a routine for you looks like. Um, so usually when I come back, like from dropping off kids at school, I kind of tidy up real quick so that I'm not distracted by stuff everywhere around my house. I know Mm -hmm. I can be really distracted. Like the kitchen is a mess or if I'm recording in my bedroom and the bed's not made or something like that. Uh, so I take just a few minutes to kind of tidy up and then I jump into my work block by first taking a deep breath and then jumping into mind Meister and seeing, okay, what are the things I really need to get done today? What are the main big projects? And then kind of also looking at my planner to see, okay, what did I have mapped out for today? Where, where are we going? And then start working on those things. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. So that you're not like, oh, I got home from the spelling bee and now I need to go walk the dog. Well, that's not part of your routine, but your routine is to quick, do a quick tidy, to have your cup of coffee, take a deep breath and then go check your task card. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I find that you can get so distracted if you're like off, you know, you're, you've been gone or you had to do an errand or in the middle of the day you ran out 
for a meeting and then came back, you're just kind of like, wait, I feel off. I'm not in my normal routine. So just jumping back where you normally would be, even if the time is different, I found really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Okay. What happens, Michelle, when those kiddos that we love so much are home for Christmas break or spring break or summer break? How does this change when we now upset routine? I love that. That's a great question because it does change. Like your vacation time is a different animal than when they're in school or when they're sick and they're suddenly home and you're like, oh, hello, tiny child. Yeah. Um, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to be here most of the day yeah. and I have to get these things done. Right. Um, so I think the thing that I've found that works the best is just being super flexible, knowing that I'm not going to get as much done and being okay with that, but also planning in like, okay, I need to get these things finished and then we can go do this. Yeah. So I found that kind of planning out, I need two or three hours since they're older, they can entertain themselves. I need these three hours or these four hours, and then we'll go do something you want to go do. We'll go grab a drink at Starbucks. We'll, you know, go to the park. We'll play basketball outside together, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, I found too, that when my kiddos were kind of in that stage of like up to 12 years old. Um, they needed to even transition from school to summertime routine. Even they needed that and having some of that structure in place, but that structure for them was just as important as the structure I needed for my day. And, um, you know, we, we all make it work, but I, I do like that having that wrap up point and that kind of carrot that gets you out of the office and that gets the kids out of maybe screen time or something that they've naturally fallen into for the day that you have something to look forward to. Right. And it's kind of also that time blocking of like, okay, I'm going to work in the morning and then we'll have lunch and then we'll go do something or we'll, you know, or, you know, we've in the summer, we've gone to like great America and while they're playing or doing stuff, I know I can work a little bit on my phone. And then I know that we're going to come back at about 12, one o'clock, and then I'm going to get stuff done in the afternoon. So it's just kind of mapping out a different rhythm and the, <laughs> the summer looks so different. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's probably good for a separate conversation, but, um, but yeah, I think you can, as you know, the flexibility, as long as you have those, the, the rhythms are still going to be similar, right? Like, you know, yeah. you're going to wake up and still have to feed them and maybe get lunches ready for your outing to great America, you know, some of those things are still going to be constant. It's just the flexibility of when your time block is going to be, when your end day is going to be. Right. Yeah. Right. And in the morning, during the summer, we love to um, also have them do, as you were saying, something online. So they've done like uh, Mark Rober has like science typed stuff they can do, or if they have classes or if they wanted to learn typing, you know, or they kind of have their own like work time in the morning of like something that they wanted to work on. Yeah. I love that because I have what I call the daily five in the summer, even for my teenage children. And it's kind of a concept I, I developed after being a first grade teacher where we had daily five in class, but you have to go outside 
You have to interact with a friend. Friend could include a brother. You have to do something learning, something creative. And I can't remember the other one, but there are maybe your chores or something, but there are five things that need to happen during their, what I'm going to just air quote work block while I'm getting my stuff done. And it kind of promotes that feeling of um, productivity for them, but it also gets them out of that funk of like, I'm bored. I'm bored. I just think boredom is a choice. When we have all these tools at our fingertips, ukuleles, we've got pianos, we've got sports equipment, the park up the street, right? Like there's no reason to be bored. You're choosing boredom and that's not a choice. <laughs> and how many times do you hear him say, bored? Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Awesome. I, we heard it this weekend and we were like, you have like 50 zillion things you can do. Yeah, exactly. And I'm happy to make that chart for you or that little cute little canister where you can draw the stick that tells right, you- Right, where you can pull out what you want to do. <laughs> I think we are beyond that, but I am happy. I'm very happy to make that for you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. So so true. Okay. So recapping for um, when your kiddos are bigger. So um, you want to have a kind of think about your time in your day in time blocks, um, knowing that there's going to be four to five natural chunks of time that are set apart by rhythms of your day, like lunchtime or pickup time or dinner time. Um, The second thing is setting up yourself for success. So using that paper planner, as well as maybe the task management system and having your workspace organized and ready to be worked at before you get to it. Uh, Number three was minimizing distractions. I love that to-do list, Michelle. That is, that's going to be me because I go to my phone immediately when I think of something. So when you're in stream of consciousness thinking, you want to have just that to-do list right there and maybe complete those at the end of your time block um, or the next morning or whenever you decide to put it in. Number four was set those weekly goals so you can have that positive momentum moving forward. And number five is routine. So understanding that your time block might get interrupted, but if you have the routine of what you normally do during your work time, that you can always fall back on. Yes, definitely. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, Michelle. So you have, um, you have a freebie that you wanted to tell my listeners about. What is it? I do. So on the um, very front page of my website, it's just my last name, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And um, on the front page, there's a productivity planner and you can just grab that. It's totally free. And it has a bunch of different tools. Some of the ones that we were talking about today, but some that we didn't even mention. Um, and so it has kind of my favorite tools to use, to be more productive. Love that because we are also busy, right? So and busy. The, whole, the whole goal is, is not to spend our time each day in busyness and the to-do lists and being and drowning in the things that just naturally happen, let alone work, right? You want to enjoy your kiddos in the space that you're in. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope my listeners are too. And where can they connect with you? Oh, great question. So on my website that I mentioned, it's just my last name, birdmichelle.com. And then also on my podcast, the busy vibrant mom, it has, that's usually where I show up um, and just leave lots of just tips and tricks for moms of like, if you're trying to get a meal done, meal prep faster, or, you know, all the kind of things that we think about. And we're like, oh, I wish we had a solution to fix this. Awesome. 
<laughs> Michelle might have it for you. I might have it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Thank you. Friend, I hope you learned a ton over the last two weeks for how you can manage your time in a way that maybe you haven't thought of before. Little tips and tricks to create rhythms or routines throughout your day that are on the daily or on the weekly so that you can create more margin in your day, more margin in your week and your month to dedicate to creating a home that you can't stop gushing about. If you are inspired to apply these time-saving tips and to get started home decorating, I invite you to come join us inside of Home Design 101, where we support you every step along the way. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, I'll see you soon.